You're listening to the Quiet Rebels podcast, episode number 34. And today I'm so excited to be continuing the conversation about podcast guesting. So episode one of this kind of like a three-part series was all about the seven ways that you can grow your business as a result of guesting on podcasts. Because I've been asked before by interviewers and just by fellow colleagues who are interested in this podcast guesting journey, Okay, how has this actually helped your business? So in that episode number 32, I give you some examples of how it's grown my business and of course how it can grow yours too. And then the episode after that, episode 33, that one was all about how you can get started with the process because the first one's like all the bennies, like all the benefits, right? And the second one was about how you can get started. And so I want to hone in even further on an area that I get so many questions about, which is pitching. So this episode is all about the essentials of writing a successful pitch to get yourself booked. And I'm super excited to let you know that this episode is sponsored by my free podcast pitching masterclass. So this episode is going to go perfectly in tandem with this masterclass because this episode today is going to be more about the things to include and then on the masterclass you're going to see it in action because I'm going to be swallowing a pill of mine and actually showing you actual pictures of mine that have worked but even more so the ones that haven't worked so if you're into those kind of juicy details you've got to get on this masterclass so all you need to do is head to masterclass.makeasang.com to reserve your seat and i'll put that link in the show notes for you as well Now, I do have to let you know that this is time sensitive because these classes are ran live. So at the time of this recording, I've got two more classes available. There's one happening on Tuesday, the 28th of January and on Thursday, the 30th of January. So I'm crossing my fingers and toes here that you are listening to this around the time that they're still available. So if you think this could be of value to you, all you need to do is head to masterclass.makeasang.com to reserve your seat. I've also popped that link in the show notes for you so you can click right on over and that'll take you to the page where you can save your digital seat. So let's get into today's episode. This is the place to be if you want the courage to live your life and run your business in a way that's true to you. Contrary to what you might think, you don't have to be the loudest person in the room in order to be heard. But here's the thing, there's no time for you to be playing small anymore because you can make an impact on the people you want to help in this world by showing up and owning your message. And it is my personal mission to support you on your journey with every single episode. I am your host, Meike Sang, and it is my honor to welcome you to The Quiet Rebellion. Let's dive in. Ah, pitching. It's one of those trigger words I find in the entrepreneurial world, just like how sales can be sometimes. Like we know the importance of it, but many of us kind of like get all squeamish around it because many of us associate pitching with being super hard and being highly pressurizing and just like push, 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 right? And I want to tell you that it does not have to be that way. So last year when I did my summer visibility challenge where I pitched 101 podcasts in 30 days, you can probably tell that I learned a lot from that. I've learned very quickly what not to do. And from testing different pitch styles, from testing different information that I put in there, I've really learned what really resonates with podcast hosts of today. Now, I pitched to a range of podcast hosts. Some of them were very experienced 
and some of them were fairly new and some of them were kind of halfway in the middle. So it's almost like Goldilocks and the Three Bears, but instead of porridge, it's podcast, <laughs> right? And I'll tell you what, there were so many things I learned because sometimes at the end of interviews, I would actually ask them, what made you say yes? Because I was very curious in what they valued right, from a potential guest of theirs. And I want to relay that information into three easy bite-sized pieces for you today. So here are the three essential elements to include in every single pitch you send. Number one, personalization. Now, this probably doesn't sound extremely groundbreaking. You're probably thinking, well, Meike, isn't that pretty obvious that I need to write their name? My dear, you would think so. But I have received pictures and many of my podcast peers have received pictures where it's not even addressed personally, which I think is crazy because my name is actually in my email. And so if it's not written or worse, if they write it and they spell my name incorrectly, despite the fact that my name is on that email, it's an immediate turnoff. So it doesn't matter how great that pitch could have been. It's an immediate turnoff if it's not personalized. It's not just about the name of the person, but also the name of the show. Personalization is that initial hook. It's almost like a barrier of respect that you is so easy to pass, right? You pass the first test. You pass the first layer of security, if you, if you will. And you'd be surprised how so many people don't do that. And so that is essential element number one personalization. Write their name, spell it correctly, and write the name of their show and spell that correctly too. Simples, right? Okay, so that's number one. And here's essential element number two, relevancy. So say if someone spelt your name correctly, you're probably thinking, okay, cool, you know, it seems like they know me. And if the rest of that email seems to be like, alien language to you because none of it seems relevant to what you do or what you believe, then you're going to bet your sweet buns that it is not going to work. So when I talk about relevancy, I mean relevancy in regards to the host, to their beliefs, to their podcast mission, and to the audience they serve. No matter how great your message may be, no matter how wonderful your clients may have been when you've worked with them so you can showcase that you know your stuff, if it's not relevant to them, then they're going to say no. And it's going to be bad for both parties. It's going to like probably hurt your self-esteem a little bit if you get a rejection. And it's going to turn that host off to most likely future possibilities to connect with them in the future. Because People remember how you make them feel more so than what they say or what they do. The feeling is something that stays with people. And so I highly, it's not even a recommendation, it is a must, okay? There's a reason why this episode is called The Essentials, because it is. It is essential for you to write a pitch that is relevant to the host, the podcast, the mission, and the audience. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, If you're wanting to guest on podcasts, it's because you have something awesome to say. You have something really valuable to share with people to help them, right? Good. And so make sure that you're speaking to the right people. You're speaking to people who are in your niche, are in your industry, and you actually have knowledge that can help the people that they serve too. So that's essential element number two. 
And finally, number three, coming from a place of service, not self-importance. Maya Angelou said it best when she said, I've learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. And this is where this is coming into play here. Even though words are just words, they have the ability to make a deep impact on people. And that can be a good or a bad thing, depending on the intent of the sender. In this case, the sender is you. There was a part in my podcast pitch challenge last summer where I did struggle with meeting the goals because I had a weekly quota of about 25 um, pictures I needed to send. But there was a part when I hit a wall, when I felt like I couldn't do it at that moment because I can feel myself coming from the wrong place. This wasn't from a place of self-importance, but it came just from wanting to get it over with. And I didn't want that energy to come into my pictures because I knew that it would. So I'm very grateful that I caught myself in that moment and I stopped myself to get take a step back, have a breather, because no one deserves to receive a pitch when you're feeling like that. Okay? And so I don't think I've shared that on my podcast. I know that I shared that in another interview, but to be honest, I was scared of the judgments and everything um, that could have come into play. But hey, this is the truth. Um, I did struggle, which is why now I don't recommend anyone <laughs> really doing 101 pitches in 30 days for themselves. I really don't because it's so easy to get caught up in the numbers and forget about what really matters, which is the person on the receiving end. And so essential element number three is coming from a place of service and not self-importance, because the energy that you put into that pitch and the intention you have when you send it will spark a reaction. And hopefully, if you send it with good intent and it's relevant and it's personalized, then you're going to make them feel special. You're going to make them feel important, that their mission matters because it does, and their people matter. So when you're sending your pitch, please, 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 if you feel like it's another thing to check off your list, stop yourself, take a step back, and do not send that until you come from the right place of wanting to help their people and them. Okay? Ah. <sighs> Awesome. I'm so glad I got that off of my chest. So I really hope that today's episode has helped you today, my dear Quiet Rebel. And in true Quiet Rebel fashion, I'm going to be rounding off this episode with a quick recap. So these are the essentials of writing a successful pitch to get you booked on podcasts. So number one is personalization. All this means is write their name and write their podcast name correctly. Number two is relevancy. So make sure that whatever it is you're pitching about is relevant to the host, is relevant to their mission, and to the audience. And finally, number three, always, always, always come from a good place of service, not self-importance. Remember, Maya Angelou said it best that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but they will never forget how you made them feel. So you make that host feel special. Okay? Okay.
So if you found this helpful, I really hope that you're going to join me when we extend this conversation on my live masterclasses. So again, this episode is sponsored by my free podcast pitching masterclass, and I want to tell you a little bit more of what that's all about. So I'm going to be sharing deeper stuff. I'm going to be sharing the things that podcasters look for before saying yes to your pitch. So it's kind of like an extension of this conversation today. These are actual quotes that I've received from podcasters. They've told me directly what they liked about my pitch and what they didn't like from other pitches that they've seen. Because if I was on their podcast, and obviously they liked mine, but they, you can tell that there is a mirror to each one. So if they like something, that tells me what they don't like as well. So I want to share that insider's knowledge with you so you know how they are feeling at this moment in time because many podcasters feel like targets a lot of the time because suddenly they have a platform that they've spent a lot of time and energy and love into building. And suddenly when people kind of see where that platform is rising, it can be easy to feel like a target, like there is a big neon arrow above your head saying, like, hey, I've got a platform building. And you just feel like, you know, that people want to use you for the wrong reasons. And so that's why I want to share this insider's thoughts with you so that you know what they care about so you can come to them and like pitch to them from a good place. So that's part number one. Part number two, I am going to show you some pictures. So I'm going to be showing you pictures that I've personally written that have worked. I want to show you why they work too. But not only the good stuff, I'm also going to be sharing with you the pictures that didn't quite work as well. So these are also mine or they may also be ones of my um, pictures that I've received that I didn't like. But of course, out of respect, I will blank the names. So I'm not you know, putting anyone down. But I do want to show you the insights of what actually goes on behind the scenes of this whole pitch process. And finally, number three, all of this pitching doesn't matter if you don't find the right podcast to pitch to, right? So in the final part of that training, I will be doing a live demonstration of how you can instantly find a list of podcasts to pitch to. And to make it super fun, I'm going to pick someone from the audience. They're going to tell me their niche, their ideal podcast. And from there, we are going to be doing a live demonstration of, I don't know, five to 10 podcasts that they can pitch to in just a matter of minutes. So if you want to be that person or you just want to see how that showdown happens, then be sure to join me on my live masterclasses. So all you need to do is head to masterclass.makeexign.com and save your seat now. And just a final reminder, these masterclasses are time sensitive. So I've got two classes left. One is on the 28th of January and the second and the last one is the 30th of January. So this is happening next week at the time of this recording. So I'm really hoping that you caught this episode around that time. If you are listening to this episode after these masterclasses have finished, I'm really sorry, but those masterclasses won't be coming back around for probably another six months or so. But, and this is a very important but, if you head to masterclass.makeasound.com anyway, I will redirect you to a resource that will help you in this process, just in case you needed a bit of help before that six months rolls around. Okay, so again, it's masterclass.makeasound.com. I will put that link in the show notes and the podcast description. So that way you can click right on over, pop your name and email in, and hopefully I will see you there live with me next 
week when I run those masterclasses. But other than that, that is it for me today. So thank you so much for joining me, my dear Quiet Rebel. I really hope that this essentials of writing a successful pitch will help you get booked on more podcasts because they are personal, because they are relevant, and because they come from a place of service, because I know that's the kind of person you are. So thank you so much for tuning in and bye for now. Since you made it all the way to the end and if you're not quite sure what that sound effect means or why it's even there, it means it's time for a fact of the day. Now since this is a solo episode, that means that fact is going to be about moi and yeah, so I was looking around for some inspiration of what to tell you and then my eyes landed on this beautiful fake plant and fake being the key word. I am brilliant at looking after tiny humans. So babies, I'm great at babysitting. I am fantastic at looking after pets, especially cats. I'm literally the designated cat sitter for my sister and one of my best friends. So I'm great at looking after things that move and make noises. But I'm not great when it comes to keeping flowers or plants alive. Awful, absolutely awful. So my partner for the first time bought me an orchid. Um, I can't remember exactly what the celebration was, but it was a very important thing that I feel really bad that I've forgotten now. But I had my first orchid because that's my favorite flower. And I felt devastated because I was actually, no, I wasn't devastated to receive the orchid. Let me rephrase that. Um, when I received the orchid, I like got a spray bottle and like I had the spray bottle like on my desk that I knew to spray every single day and I was devastated the the day that I forgot to to ask someone to spray the plant for me because if you're not sure about this orchids they they're pretty high maintenance for flowers they need to be in a you know good environment and humidity is really important so I had a spray but I forgot to ask someone to look after it for me when I went away somewhere and yeah I came back and it died so it was really sad so yeah I can't look after plants unless they're fake so I want them to look pretty and never die on me and you're probably thinking Meike why don't you just get a cactus nope I managed to kill a cactus too that's how bad I am it's because they don't say things like yo water me they can't do that so yeah reminders mm, no so I am best when I'm looking after things that move and make noises so tiny humans and pets preferably cats i'm good at that <laughs> so that is it for me today so now you know Meike sang is not good at looking after plants or flowers just tiny humans and cats ah <sighs> all right so that's it for the fact of the day i really hope that didn't turn you off and make you make you think that i'm super irresponsible i have my moments okay <laughs> So if you are someone who also indulges in fake plants, do let me know so I know that we're in the same boat. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> All right, that's it from me today. So thank you so much for tuning in once again. And I look forward to seeing you same place, same time next week for another episode. Alrighty, bye for now. <laughs>